feel those shadows near me, but you Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to St. Bride's Church in Canvas Lang for the celebration of morning Mass. And the Mass itself is a funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Emily Gilmore. The welcome uh, to the Mass, Amelia and Thomas, uh, her daughter and son, uh, also her son in law, uh, John. Uh, grandchildren Laura, Ryan, Stacey, uh, and Laura's husband Liam, all family members and all family friends who are here with us. We are in a very fortunate position today uh, to have as many people who would wish to be here at the Mass uh, as would have wished to have been uh, because the restrictions themselves have been eased. 
Emily uh, has lived, as you know, uh, today we remember this a very long life of 90 years. Uh, the last part of that life, she had limitations through illness, but she bore these with great courage and great patience. She was also a woman who had great faith all her life. Uh, the church, the sacraments, her own life of prayer meant everything to her. And she was a great example of Christian faith for all her family and for all those who were around about her too. She was an excellent and outstanding mum and grandmother and very devoted to family. She loved them and they loved her very much indeed. Today then uh, is filled with great sadness, but I would suggest to you also that today is filled with great joy, the joy of love, the love that you had for her and the love that she had for you and the love, God, the love that God has for all of us. So it's in sadness that we come here today, but also in joy, the joy of recognising how blessed we are in life by those who love us and those who are so dear to us. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred <coughs> mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess, Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. <coughs> Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Emily, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will prepare for all peoples a banquet of rich food. On this mountain, he will remove the mourning veil covering all peoples and the shroud enwrapping all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord will wipe away the tears from every cheek. He will take away his people's shame everywhere on earth. For the Lord has said so. That day it will be said, See, this is our God in whom we hoped for salvation. The Lord is the one in whom we hoped. We exult and we rejoice that he has saved us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Shut off our life. 
say to the Lord, my refuge, my rock, in whom I trust, and he will raise you up on eagle's wings, from the first letter of St Paul to the Thessalonians. We want you to be quite certain, brothers, about those who have died, to make sure that you do not grieve about them, like the other people who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and that it will be the same for us, those who have died in Jesus. God will bring them with him, and we can tell you this from the Lord's own teaching, that any of us who are left alive until the Lord's coming will not have any advantage over those who have died. At the trumpet of God, the voice of the archangel will call out the command, and the Lord himself will come down from heaven. Those who have died in Christ will be the first to rise, and then those of us who are still alive will be taken up in the clouds together to meet the Lord in the air. So we shall stay with the Lord forever, with such thoughts as these you should comfort one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. It was about the sixth hour, and with the sun eclipsed, a darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. The veil of the temple was torn right down the middle, and when Jesus had cried out in a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And with these words he breathed his last. Then a member of the council arrived, an upright and virtuous man named Joseph. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. He then took it down, wrapped it in a shroud, and put him in a tomb which was hewn in stone, in which no one had yet been laid. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. can't help uh, thinking today how marvellous to live to be 90, to live such a long life and to live and see so many things. Many people, as you know, have lives that are cut short or end abruptly, but this was not to be the case for Emily. She lived from one century into the next and crossed a threshold into a new millennium. She lived through a great war and through hard times as well, but achieved much during her lifetime and lived to see her children up and also her grandchildren too. This was a long life, a life that she felt blessed in so many different ways. Some people in life as you know, till the earth and sow the seeds, but don't see the harvest. This was not to happen in Emily's life. She had the joy of living and seeing the harvest and the fruits of her efforts and her work. The last years of her life, uh, illness came and brought with it growing weakness as well. This didn't uh, stop her. Despite the illness, she was able to join in family life, family holidays, and all things that she enjoyed. It was, of course, a severe and debilitating illness, but in so many ways she rose above it. The last years, of course, have been filled with the trial of the pandemic, and especially for Emily too, not being able to be at Mass, not being able to do things that she might have normally have done but we can imagine well imagine that she met these times as she always had done previously with great faith and great resilience the family have let me know uh, how important an element in her life uh, was her faith they also say that for all of them she has been an inspiration 
the faith was lived with great sincerity and great devotion, great love of God, which meant so much to her. She lived and breathed that faith. And it wasn't for her to anguish over any questions, just a gentle acceptance of the mystery of the love of God in her life. And that life itself, grace grew within her. Today, uh, those readings of Mass remind us of a strong faith which Emily had in her life. With that firm hope that through the death and resurrection of Christ, everything changes, our life and our death also changes. We know that through it, our faith, that we share in the death and resurrection of Christ and the new life that will come with it. St. Paul himself says in one of his letters, death is swallowed up in victory. That sense of God staying with us and we will stay with him. And of course, that's the thing that we hold in our hearts, that we will be united with God and reunited in his home with family and friends and also loved ones too. These things, of course, were realities in Emily's life. She had great trust through her faith. Those words of the Gospel of today's Mass uh, sum up her strong faith. She also had committed her life, her future, everything that she was, into the hands of the Lord. Nothing could come then that would frustrate his loving design, his loving plan, his loving will. And it was with great faith that she lived her life and that great faith that she died also. The last uh, days of her life were played out with faith that had marked her life. Mass was offered here on the Sunday morning. I was able on the Monday to give her the last sacraments and final absolution. And in the early hours of the following morning, she passed away. That faith that was her life, she lived right to the end. At the end of the Mass today, uh, Laura, her granddaughter, will say some words of appreciation about Emily's life. Just a few words uh, by way of reflection on her life today. She was born in Glasgow on the 21st of February 1931. She had a sister and brother, Nan and Tommy, both now passed away. She always lived in the south side of Glasgow. Um, she married uh, Thomas Gilmore on the 8th of August 1957. He passed away uh, after 12 years of marriage, aged just 35. She had two children, Amelia and Thomas, and three grandchildren, Laura and Ryan and Stacy. Her son-in-law, John, and Liam, Laura's husband, were all closely involved in her life. All in the family testify that she has been an excellent mother and an excellent grandmother. She always put family first. She's been a great source of encouragement uh, to all of the our family, and also a great provider for them too. Working life, she worked in the trams. Uh, she was a time-served printer and latterly worked in the Cowglens Hospital and also did voluntary work in church and also with the Alzheimer's Scotland. 
She had a great uh, delight in ballroom dancing. Uh, she loved uh, to dance herself, uh, loved attending concerts as well. She loved holidays uh, with family, loved uh, watching football, loved attending football, and she wasn't averse to putting on a football coupon as well. She managed to live independently uh, until she needed that extra care that her family provided for her. And in the weeks before the end of her life, she went to Georgia Park home uh, for just that bit more of uh, care uh, that was provided by the home itself in Green Louise Road. I think the family would like me especially to say how special she was to each of them and how blessed they have felt of having such a wonderful person such an inspiring person in their life. God has indeed been good to all of them. Today we bring Emily here for Mass and for prayers. And of course this would have meant everything to her. But all things in her faith were attended to. For it was a faith that was lived from beginning to end, from her first breath to her last. May God be good then to her at her passing from us. May God shower gentle blessings on her. And may she know peace at the end of her life. And may she, may she be reunited with her husband who died so long ago and be reunited with all those that she has loved here on earth. and 
please to stand. And pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him, the hope of blessed resurrection is dawned, that those saddened by the certainty of dying might be consoled by the promise of immortality to come. And indeed for your faithful Lord, life is changed, not ended. And when this earthly dwelling turns to dust, an eternal dwelling is made ready for them in the heavens. And so with the angels and the archangels, the thrones and dominions, the hosts and the powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And you are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them with the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. And humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember Emily, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, 
we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life. And we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God, our Father, in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Your kingdom, the power, and the glory yours. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who will live in vain forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Lamb of God. Sing the world of my sermons. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Just to say a word of invitation and welcome to Holy Communion for those that are coming forward. Uh, just to ask you maybe if you can just to leave a gap between yourself and uh, the person in front of you just because of the COVID restrictions. Um, if you don't feel as if you want to or are able to come to Communion, please feel free to come forward also for maybe for a blessing. Uh, and if you want to receive a blessing, then just you simply put your hand on your breast uh, and they'll know just to give you a blessing rather than Holy Communion. I will come to you in the silence. I will lift you from all your fear. You will hear my voice. I claim you as my choice. Be still and I am here. I am hope for all who are hopeless. I am eyes for all who long to see. In the shadows of the night, I will be a light. Come and rest in me. 
Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey. Mercifully grant us strengthened by it, our dear sister, may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. I'm standing here today on behalf of our family and friends with the hope of sharing a snapshot of memories showing just how wonderful our gran was. As we look around, it's clear to see just how much of an impact she made on our lives, whether it was her cheeky smile, her warm hugs, or her witty sense of humour. It's fair to say that anyone who met her instantly loved her. Gran was born on the 21st of February, 1931. She always spoke fondly of her mother Emily and her father Tommy and of the love she had for her sister Nan and her brother Tommy. Tommy and Thomas were common names in our family, as you may have guessed already. The love that she had for her family was evident and I regularly remember her telling stories of their adventures. Gran was a Southsider. She was raised in the South Side and lived most of her life there too. I always thought it was amazing how she could tell you every route of every bus in the South Side. And if one happened to not show up, it would take her a matter of minutes to figure out another route to her destination. To Gran, faith, love and family were everything. She found love and married Thomas Gilmer, yes, another Thomas, on the 8th of August, 1957. Together they had a daughter, Amelia, and a son, yep, you guessed it, called Thomas. Gran simply adored her children. She fostered all of her traits and name and did everything she could to make sure they wanted for nothing. She was so proud of who they were and of everything that they had achieved. Gran had an incredible work ethic, something that she instilled in both her children and in her grandchildren. She worked in the trams and she was a time-served printer in Thornley Bank. She worked in Cowgline Hospital and also as a voluntary worker in the Chapel House. Gran was a caring and kind friend to all those she met, a quality that served her well during her time as a befriender for Alzheimer's Scotland. She also spent time working in the chip shops in Shawlands and her ability to spot a bad chip in a greasy bag of chips was incredible. As well as working and looking after her children, Gran was a keen ballroom dancer. On the numerous bus journeys to and from town, she would point to all of the dance halls and tell me about the nights she had dancing with her friends. I remember when Ryan, Stacey and I would tell her about our trips to the dancing. The shed and the garage were just a wee bit different from the dance halls that Gran visited and it was always a good laugh when we compared them. Sadly, Gran's husband passed away in 1969 at the young age of 35. They were married just 12 years. In those 12 what probably seemed like incredibly short years, Gran made beautiful memories, memories that she would share often. I often think about the strength she must have had. Her grief would have been overpowered by the love she had for her children, and she continually did everything she could for them, putting them first at all times. Gran's faith was a huge part of her life, and she attended Mass almost every day. She always had her prayer book and rosary beads with her, and regularly said a special prayer to Our Lady. Her faith helped guide her during the darker parts of her life, and I'm sure that our faith will help us navigate through this dark time too. Amen. 
Gran's family soon expanded. I would say Gran was blessed to have three grandchildren, but the truth is that we were blessed to have her. Ryan, Stacey and I would spend quality time with her, often getting to do the things that our mums and dads said we couldn't do. This consisted of extra chocolates and biscuits for supper and staying up late to watch the Channel 5 9 o'clock film. Those were the days. She would take us to the swimming, the library and not forgetting Rook and Glen Park, complete with a grand's picnic which included a flask of Robinson's diluting juice, Jaffa cakes and a Fredo. Graham was well known in the community, but I don't think the poor owner of the shop around the corner knew what had hit him when the price of Fredo's went up from 10p to 25p. He certainly got an earful that day. Everyone loves their grand's homemade cooking and she certainly aimed to please. Whether it was pieces and cheese for Ryan, ragu pasta for Stacey or salmon and homemade chips for me. Anyone that came to Gran's house was warmly welcomed with a pot of tea and some Benedict's mint creams, which she would always keep an eye out for in Morrison's because they were only on special every so often and she liked to stock up for Christmas. As I mentioned before, Gran's faith was a huge part of her life. She would always, always make sure I said my prayers before bedtime, often kneeling beside me, saying them with me before tucking me into bed. Her love of her faith even took her to the cinema once. However, I think she got a bit of a shock when the movie The Exorcist didn't turn out to be the Catholic film she thought it was. Gran was a selfless person who gave up her job to look after her grandchildren. I stayed with her most weeks and before walking me up the hill to school every morning, we would stop by St Mary's Parish in Pollock Shaw's and attend 25 past 8 Mass together. Her kindness stretched far beyond her family and she regularly collected for and gave to charities. We would often collect Smarties tubes and fill them with 20 pence pieces to donate to various charities and she was a huge supporter of Mary's Meals. I'll always remember the joy we shared when I showed her my pictures and videos of the children who benefited from Mary's Meals and from Grand's charitable donations after my trips to Malawi. Even though Gran's kindness shone out of her like sunbeams, there was a firm but fair side to her. I'll never forget one of the biggest mistakes I made, rolling down a grassy hill in primary one. The beautiful blue and white summer dress was covered in grass stains, but the worst part was, it wasn't just a summer dress, it was a Marks and Spencer summer dress. After an earful, I was taken home for lunch and immediately put into a long grey skirt, jumper and woolly tights. I didn't roll down that hill again. Gran was heavily involved in our school lives and was a regular, regular parent helper on our school trips. In fact, I'm pretty sure the school office had her number on speed dial. It didn't matter which class it was or where they were going, she would always be there to help. She would be at every school event, every prize giving, every First Friday Mass. She was our biggest supporter. Gran loved meeting the people and was adored by many of our friends. Upon meeting one of my best friends, David, 20 years ago, the two of them immediately hit it off. Graham was always a believer of keeping it real, and she gently reminded me one day, Laura, money doesn't, with David echoing, grow on trees, Amy, you're right. The two of them went into hysterics and nearly fell off the couch laughing. They both always liked to remind me of this. Graham was a sociable person who loved going out. She loved our trips to the bingo with Laura Ann and Liam's grand, Isa. She would always have sweets hidden away in her handbag, and you knew you were in for a treat when you saw the barley sugars or the glistening from the green and red wrappers of the Italian creams. It was only after a few munches on these that she would ask a question that she was always desperate to know the answer to. Lauren, have you got a man yet? <laughs> Even though Gran's mobility became slightly more challenging for her over the years, it didn't stop her from having a good time. 
She enjoyed many a night at shows like Dancing in Ice and Strictly, as well as being first up on the dance floor at parties and, most recently, the Malawi Ladies' Lunch. She even enjoyed the odd flutter of the eyelashes every now and again and always had a soft spot for Liam's friend, Big Joe, who had taken her arm to help her on quite a few occasions, something she never forgot and someone who she would always ask for. She loved her holidays and she adored her trips to Florida, a place she had visited countless times. She loved sitting out in the sunshine and going on a spending spree in the outlets with Mum, much to Dan's amusement. On one of our many trips, we decided to hire a mobility scooter for Gran as we made our way around one of the theme parks. Throughout her life, Gran never learned to drive and within seconds it was clear to see why. As well as a continuous stop-start motion on the scooter, she nearly did a Thelma and Louise right into the tiger enclosure. For the rest of the day, Dad stood by her side, steering the scooter and looking like some form of rock-steady security guard. After long days at the park and at the shops, she would enjoy some chill time back at the condo. She would sit with her feet up, earphones in, and enjoy a wee still game episode before she said her prayers and went off to sleep. She loved watching the football and often shared her love for a certain Glasgow football team from the East End. She always seemed to know when exactly they were playing, who the players were, and often offered her critique on the current manager. I took her along to a game, wrapped in her green and white scarf. I remember Celtic actually won that day, something that up until a wee while ago and last night was quite a rare experience. As well as watching the football, Gran also liked a wee flutter. She would regularly say to Liam, are you putting a line on today? She loved to put a football coupon on on a Saturday. However, only Liam was allowed to pick the teams. For a while, Gran didn't have a very lucky streak when it came to coupons. However, it all changed when we visited Fort William to celebrate her birthday. After a nail-biting 90 minutes, our family coupon was £214 up. We agreed that that would be our meal and drink sorted for the weekend. However, it didn't take long for Gran to ask for her winnings in hand, and Dad had to nip across to the cash line to lift another £214 to give to her. She was delighted, and her first response was to say to Liam, will we put another line on next weekend? Gran loved her food and enjoyed many a chips out for lunch and dinners. She would finish a full three-courser before stacking up the plates on the table to clear it, whether you were finished or not. She wasn't really much of a drinker, but she made sure she kept count of how many drinks you happened to be having before she said, are we going up the road now, when she detected the slightest form of tipsiness. She never missed a trick and would often make eyes at Dad when he came into the living room on a Friday night with a can of tenants and a Morgans and Coke. Sadly, Gran's health deteriorated over the years. She was diagnosed with a progressive dementia in 2017 and it became more challenging for her to live independently. She came to live with mum and dad just over three years ago, three years of memories that at one point we weren't quite sure we were going to get. Gran benefited from some extra care and support and formed a strong friendship with her carer, Alison. Alison was a huge support to both Gran and mum and we will forever be grateful for everything she did. Gran turned 90 earlier this year, and even though we were in the middle of a pandemic, we were still able to mark her special birthday and celebrate. She was showered with beautiful cards, gifts and messages, just another token showing just how loved she was. The care and support that Mum and Dad offered to Gran over those years was nothing short of amazing, from Dad making the dinner for her every day to Mum tonguing her hair, putting on her makeup and sorting her medication. 
They did everything they could to ensure she had the best quality of life, and I know that Gran was incredibly grateful for everything they did. Gran moved to Georgia Park Care Home on the 29th of July. We did everything we could to ensure she was comfortable, cosy and cared for. We are very grateful to the staff for everything they did for Gran, particularly for Luke and Sarah, who cared for Gran so lovingly during her final night with us. We're also so grateful to Father Morton, who also took the time to speak, who always took the time to speak to Gran at Mass and who has been a great support to the family. Gran passed away peacefully on the 7th of September. When I spoke to a dear friend last week, she managed to sum it up perfectly. She said that everyone got to share a special part of my gran. Whether you knew her for five minutes or for five years, everyone recognised just how incredibly special she was. She was the best. Our family would like to thank everyone for their kind words, cards, flowers, love and prayers during this time. It has truly meant the world to us. As I mentioned earlier, Gran was always one for keeping it real. She would often say, take each day as it comes. And as we reflect today, this could not be more fitting. As we come to terms with the fact that Gran is not with us anymore, we in turn must take each day as it comes. There will be times when we think of her, whether it be at special celebrations, such as Christmases or birthdays, or for me, every day. And there will also be things, people and places that remind us of her. And as we take each day as it comes, we should try our hardest to remember the love and the happiness that we all shared together, because that's what she would have wanted. She was my best friend and my ultimate hero. We love you, Gran. Night, night, and God bless. Before we go ahead, please let us meet the needs of our dear sister. May our farewell place our affection for her, which we have sadness and sentiment. On the age of joyful to be here then, the love of Christ is formed at all times, destroying human relationships. Saints of God come to her aid, come to meet her, angels of the Lord, receive her soul and present her to God the Most